Hello, welcome to the Libraries Unlimited podcast. And today we're talking to Rachel G, who is the service delivery manager of a fleet of trucks full of books, or as we like to call them, mobile libraries. And our fundraising assistant, Rosie Gitchen, tells us all about her book in the Lightning Book Review and about the fundraising that we do for Libraries Unlimited. Hi, Callum. How are you? I'm very good, Lee. Uh, back in Exeter Library, but I, I see you're not at St Thomas. Where are you at the moment? I'm at home. We're doing kind of um, a half and half thing at the moment. We can only fit two people in our branch, so and there's three of us on any given day. Right. So one of us has to stay at home for half a day and work from home, which is okay. It, it works all right. It's fine. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, what What did you get up to at the weekend? Wow. What did I do? I did some walking. That's always yeah. good, isn't it? Um, because obviously we're trying to uh, get our step count up for our area. Oh, yeah. So so essentially within Libraries Unlimited, or, or we've, we um, are having a cluster competition, which is a step counter competition throughout lockdown and beyond, where each member of staff uploads their step counts for the day onto this website and um, it tots it up. Uh, over the course of uh, the different clusters so kind of north devon sort of central and east and then southwest um my center manager <laughs> i keep i talk about her a lot on this but emily takes it extremely seriously we get we get very threatening emails and actually don't say that but um, <laughs> she's all right um that basically say upload your step count or, or, or there'll be there'll be hell to pay um but last time i checked it was north devon and barnstable that were, you know that sort of area that we're winning so um so uh the theme for today's episode is uh, the mobile libraries the mobile libraries mm. it's, we talk about libraries a lot but we we tend to kind of you and i we tend to talk about buildings but we, yeah. we have a a fleet an on the road fleet of uh, four lorries that sort of go to hundreds and hundreds of stops around the county and uh, we, we've got a good episode today talking with rachel g uh, the person who is uh, who is right at the top of the chain on that uh, she looks after all of those and make sure the books gets out to the people which is which i think is really interesting callum have you ever you ever been on a mobile library either worked or kind of um taken a book out or not no i've never i've never never been on a mobile library um never really needed to i've always been kind of like a city you know i've always lived in a city so i've never had one but uh, but this is the whole point of them exactly i was like yeah it's yeah. incredible the kind of the range that they get and the and the amount of you know all the little tiny little villages and little nooks and crannies of Devon that that, that aren't quite big enough for a library, you know there are fifty four libraries Devon and Torbay, but you know so that's not nothing, um, but there are hundreds of mobile library stops, which I think is quite incredible. But um, yeah, and then um, when you add those mobile library stops, because something could be half an hour, something could be an hour and a half, depending on yeah. how many people get on. Essentially, that is your library of that village for that particular part of the week. So if you were to add all those stops on, in a way, you've kind of got a lot more libraries, if it, if it makes sense, in, in, the, um, in Devon. Hundreds. In yeah. <laughs> And the, their variety of books is in, is really really good. I was I was talking to Rachel and the kind of stock turnover. They make sure that their shelves are really really fresh, so that mm -hmm. when it does arrive, um, there are there are new books on the shelf. You can obviously check their stock on on online as well, so that you can make sure that it's that it's there on on the shelf when you when you arrive. And uh, and from what I can gather, they've got a real like serious personal relationship with the communities that they go to. Like it's very yeah, it's very personal. Really good. It's quite a traditional setting. You still have that feeling of a branch library when you get on. Lee, would you like to go into the news? Okay, yeah, let's hit the news. Hello. 
got two big bits of news for you this week, Lee, and I'm sure you're very aware of both. The first, Click and Collect. Oh, yes. It launched on Monday, the 6th of July. Um, it's been going great at Exeter Library. We've given away loads of books at our door. How about how about you at St. Thomas? Yeah, St. Thomas has been really good. Um, and Pinho, uh, we started yeah. out Pinho as oh, well, yeah. and we got a great response. I mean... Um, yeah, we got we got a good response. It's it's starting to go outwards. I think on Facebook, if you check out your local area, Facebook uh, media, local area, that sort of thing, you will probably find that the libraries are telling you exactly how this works. But yeah. it's pretty it's pretty simple if you have a computer. Yeah. It's um, even simpler if you don't. Weirdly, you can just give us a call and say, up, "Oh, yeah. have you got any books on I don't know yeah. Daniel Still or you know Andy McNabb or whatever?" And we can literally go over to our shelves, find that book. Yeah give you a Pop call and say right here we go here's your slot time just like you know yeah. other retail outlets that you might have heard of um just get a slot time and pop in give you 10 minutes take your book and off you go and there's even exactly. a return area as well so and every library yeah. slightly different so if you want to know exactly how it works give them a call um yeah. to sort it out yeah but uh, you, how many how many people have you had then because it was our first day yesterday yeah. Uh, Lee, I don't know. I wasn't here yesterday. I've only just arrived. <laughs> to be honest. I don't know how many people we had yesterday. All I know is that it was really popular. Um, we, we, I, I walked in to see about 20 ish bags all set up, um, for today and for the week. So, um, but as soon as I got in here, I took, uh, I don't know, the phone's been going off you know every every five minutes uh with somebody uh with a with a request i've even got like a couple of sort of in progress requests on my on my desk at the moment so it's going really 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 well yeah i mean the important thing to remember is is this um is this a time sensitive service really because eventually doors will be opening um but there are some smaller libraries that will be carrying on so for instance pinho the click and collect i would imagine is going to be there for maybe a month or two months even who knows yeah. So Exeter Library are talking about keeping it going as well. Keeping it going, exactly. And St. Yeah. Thomas, we'll, we'll keep it going, but we'll also have our doors open sometime in mid-July um, uh, on a one-in-one-out basis sort of thing. So, yeah, it's a very slow road to opening properly, but actually it's a really great service. I, I tell you what, I really loved it yesterday at Pinho. Somebody turned up at the door and they were, you just couldn't, you know, their faces, and they're just so happy to see you. They really wanted to stay and chat, but obviously they needed to get on. But, yeah, it was it was such a lovely service. To, to do so do um call your library to see what they're operating and, and what kind of services are going on uh next bit of news summer reading challenge started on saturday um the summer reading challenge we love it um the thing is this year it's so weird because obviously we're not seeing the children and we're not handling books it's very bizarre but um there are so many fantastic things going online i mean I, the amount of kind of videos that are going up sarah mcintyre by the time this has come out sarah mcintyre would have been on yeah. actually but you know there are lots of different things going on online so check out your local facebook pages or library facebook pages for what's going on so we launched on Saturday with Rob Pudner of Entertainingly Different. Um, yeah, which was, which he was, was he was dancing in a stream. Dancing in a stream. He's an absolute uh, crazy man, but he's so funny to watch. Um, hopefully, yeah. you'll see Rob pop up in other libraries throughout summer as well. Um, I say in libraries, I mean online. But uh, yeah. so we're going to definitely have him back, probably towards the end of uh, August. But we'll see. So do keep we'll an see. eye out. There's, like I say, lots and lots going on online. So go and have a look. So now we will be talking to Rachel G, the Service Delivery Manager for Rural Services, Libraries Unlimited, about the mobile libraries that travel across Devon and get the books to the people. Hi, Rachel. How are you? 
I'm great, Lee. How are you doing today? Yeah, fine. Thanks very much. You look like you're in a very cosy room. I can see pictures behind you. Can you describe those pictures for me? Here we've got Ivy Bridge Mobile Library and it's parked here in Nos Mayo in this photo. And then I've got various pictures here from, um, of customers and um, a Devon traffic jams. That's a flock of sheep that one of the drivers met one day and couldn't get to their stop on time. Here's some cream cakes that um, the drivers got brought when they were in Parkham uh, and so on. So. I'm so glad you described those because obviously this is a podcast. So you could have just said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that and that's that. But actually describing the flock of sheep and things like that is really it's quite memorable of 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 a classic mobile library actually the traditional mobile library in a countryside you would imagine being stopped by simple farm you know farm animals um i remember seeing a series called sorry years and years and years ago with uh, ronnie corbett in, and he was in a mobile library as well do you remember that i don't remember him being in a mobile library but i do remember it and he had an overbearing mother didn't he he did yes language timothy and all that yeah <laughs> I mean, the mobile library is a really traditional service. Um, so it operates in the same way. We go out across, I think we go to around 320 rural communities across Devon every four weeks, um, around 380 stops. Um, but, you know, in the same way um, as all libraries modernise, you know, we have the latest bestsellers. Um, we're just actually getting access to the internet so when we go back on the road after lockdown we will um, be able to offer a better service to our customers than we've ever had before Um, but there's still time to come on board chat meet your neighbours and uh, choose a good book to take away and read. Um, Do you have any personal stories of mobile libraries? What, um, so I've tried. I've been out on every mobile library, and I always enjoy meeting our customers and having a chat to them and hearing about what the mobile library means to them. Um, we've also did a really big survey a couple of years ago where people rated the mobile library as, as vital to their lives because, as we know, living in uh, Devon, um, we know how much life has changed here over the 30 years and often the village shop has closed down, the village pub has closed down, there's no post office and the mobile library can often be the only service that comes into that village. Um, most of our customers, uh, that are, though not all of them, are over 60. I think it's around, um, around 80% are over 60 and 40% of those are over 75 Um, So they've often lived in a location for a long time and seen lots of changes. So they value being able to come on board and and meet their neighbours and have a little bit of a social for half an hour as well as choosing their books. Um, uh, It's just always leaves you with a warm, fuzzy feeling when you you have a day out on the mobile. So how many mobile libraries have we out there at the moment? So we've got, we've actually got five mobile libraries because we've got a spare one. Um, So we have... Mobile, the, the main ones are based in Exmouth, Ivy Bridge, Torrington and Tiverton. And they cover the whole county. And then our, our spare vehicles kept in Honiton. So that comes into service when the other vehicles are being inspected or MOT'd or, dare I say, breakdown, which does happen every now and again. <laughs> so a long while back, uh, when I was a younger librarian, I did a bit of mobile work as well. Uh, some were accepting, obviously, modern day library cards, but some were still in tokens. Are we, we don't still do tokens, do we? 
No, and actually when I first started working for Devon Library, somebody showed me a token because I used to, to work at Tiverton Library and they still they still had one there. It's a bit of a museum piece, but, but no, um, we have a computerised system. You have your library card, the same as you do in a static library, but you do need a different membership card. So you can be a member of, um, let's say, St Thomas Library, but you might also want to use the mobile library when trying to think where it would be near Exeter I don't know in Exminster but you you will need a different card because we check the books out for longer you you visit these stops and they are um few and far between uh, can be over a few weeks um how, how do people get hold of the timetables and information about this so if you go onto the Devon Library's website, you can get uh, you you can search a full A to Z of our stops over the entire county, uh, and then you can narrow that down to actually get the timetable for the mobile library that visits you, because they they cover such big areas. Um, it might not always be easy to to think which one comes to to my village. So, for instance, the one that's based in Exmouth. Um, covers part of Dartmoor, which you might not might not expect. So look on the full A to Z, and it'll tell you which mobile library comes, um, which week on the timetable it is, and which day. And then also on the website, you can you can see get a PDF file of um, of the full timetable. So we've got a timetable that runs up until um, the end of December live on our website at the moment. So tell me about um, mobile libraries and uh, them kind of returning to the streets, as it were. Yeah, so our last day on the road was Friday the 20th of March, and that was, that was a, bit, a bit of a sad day because we really value our customers and seeing them so much. We've been ringing and keeping in touch with as many customers as we can because, as I already mentioned, often customers say things to us like, you're the only person I've spoken to this week or, you know, in the last four weeks. So staying in touch was really important for us and an important part of what we do. Um, so what we're able to do is start a choose and collect service, which will involve uh, our staff asking our customers a few questions about their reading likes and dislikes and then selecting um, a maximum of five books for them, which we will deliver out to our stops. So just at, at the moment, um, it's the very end of June and all the, mo- the mobile library assistants are now back in their base libraries and they're working through all their customer contact lists and ringing them and asking if they want that service. So they'll be back on the road from the 13th of July, which is week one of our timetable. And we will take it from there. Um, due to social distancing rules, unfortunately, we just can't let anybody on the mobile library at the moment. So um, the books uh, or audio books will be bagged up, um, already checked out to the customer. Um, so there's there doesn't need to be any contact. Uh, and, you know, as I've mentioned, a lot of our, our customers are... Um, of a certain age so that's that's quite important for us to make sure they're kept safe and they'll just be able to collect the collect a bag of books and return what they've got um, by just simply putting them into us into a skip what I'd like to say as well is we would really welcome new customers at, at this time so if people want to receive a delivery from the choose and collect mobile library um, service 
they need to get in touch with the base library um, and the details are on our um, they're on our website so if you go on to the Devon Mobile Libraries page of um, Devon Libraries or go on to our Facebook page you'll be able to find details of how to do that just give, just give us a week's notice. <laughs> so imagine then when the library actually turns up um, and you've got the, the books bagged, practically speaking, how do they actually get to that, get that to the customer? Is it left outside the van or do they put it on the steps or how would that actually work? So what we've got, so there's um, a few steps into the mobile library. So we'll have a hand sanitizer station outside. We'll ask customers to... Um, just clean their hands um, before they touch the handrails to, to come up um, a couple of steps. Each mobile library is different. S some vehicles, it might be one step, others it might be two. Then there's a table um, across the entrance. We'll leave the bags on top of the table with their names on. And there'll be a skip underneath the table so people can just simply pop their returns under the table and then pick the bag up uh, and then go you know, come back off the mobile library and go away and get reading. Uh, so we will ask people to yeah, follow social distancing guidelines while they're queuing outside. Our busiest stop altogether is in, in the Heartland Peninsula at, at Woolsery. Um, we have just over 30 people get on, on the mobile library in one hour. And we've recently extended the length of time we were there. That we That used to be within 30 minutes, but we've managed to pull a bit of time out of the timetable to give them the customers um, a better experience and give them longer to get on, get on the vehicle normally um, but we couldn't you know when you've got lots of people to manage as well and you've got a very tight timetable to keep to um, we just couldn't do it you know we, uh, hopefully it won't be too long um, before lockdown eases further and we can look again at how we're offering the service but we, it's just simply not possible to let people on to browse at the moment. It sounds like you're doing all you can, though. It's, and I'm so glad it's coming back. Um, just, just to say, um, we also, uh, in the past, when I used to go on the mobile libraries, we also had lots of children on at certain times of the day. Does that still happen now? So we, um, we do go to uh, park outside some schools and nurseries, and, and they, they do come on, but at the moment... We won't be offering a choose and collect service to them, but we also do have lots of um, families with children under five that use the library. And we also support homeschooling as well. So, you know, in, in normal times. So we'll have children of different ages come onto the mobile library. Um, we also, we go out, our timetable works Monday to Saturday um, in the daytime, the last stop. We're usually back in base for half past five in the evening, um, but our busiest stops are on Saturdays. So, um, I'm just trying to remember where we go on Saturdays. Definitely Dunkerswell, Hem York, Brad Ninch, uh, and then I'm forgetting. Um, There's a lot of know, stops so to remember. Those are busy stops for children. Yeah, there are a lot of stops to remember. I bore my husband when we're going out on day trips. Um, when we're going through all these villages, I'm saying, oh, the mobile library stops here. Oh, we go here. And he's thinking, oh, she's talking about mobile libraries again. Oh, the library bore, yeah. <laughs> I do, I do remember going to one of those villages, I won't say which, but um, the author, uh, some people might remember the author, Emma Blair, uh, who um, is a bit more kind of historical yeah. romance stuff. And spoiler alert, 
is a man. Um, and uh, he popped on the mobile library because he li- lived in Devon. Uh, we also had um, we also had a stop where a lady would always come out with a cup of tea and a slice of cake, which I absolutely adored. I must say, I, you know, if I have to um, move on from a job, I'd love to be a mobile library driver. It just it just is a great job, and you get to see so many fantastic people. Were you? Um... Were you driving the mobile library or was it when there was two it's staff on there? when there were there? two staff on there. Um, we had Tony Lethbridge, who may be quite well known in certain circles in Exeter. That's where you got your stories oh, yeah. from then, because I've heard many a story about Tony, though I haven't met him. But whenever all the, all our staff get together, Tony's name and a story linked to Tony often gets Absolutely. mentioned. One day we're going to have... <laughs> which I can't repeat. I think... I think one day we're going to have to do a full podcast just on Tony alone because it will be fascinating. The one, the, the only other story I will tell is um, when we took a corner very sharply and obviously you can imagine where the books went. Um, <laughs> they were all over the place and uh, it, it was Muggins here that they had to go and put them back in order again. But uh, I think the, the shelving units are much better than they used to be. I can tell you, when in my, in my younger days when I was a library assistant, I worked for um, Gwent and then Monmouthshire Libraries and every other Wednesday I used to work as the assistant on the mobile library uh, up and down the Wye Valley which is absolutely a beautiful lovely thing to do so um, at our last stop of the day one of the customers uh, used to used to bring me some slow gin yeah I've had that experience where um, we were using the tickets the little brown sort of envelopes and each book had a piece of cardboard with the name of the book and a code on it used to file them in and then in the mobile library you'd have a a different um, part of a tray for each day well um, I'm pretty sure it was me I don't think I pushed them back Um, everything's got to be stowed away properly in the mobile library I didn't push them back far enough and we went round a sharp corner down a hill or hit a bump and it was like confetti all over the mobile (laughs) library and I swear the driver told me um, had tears in his eyes. <laughs> I, had, I had to spend hours putting all the cards back in one long run because obviously there was no way we we could we had no idea what day they were all the books were due oh, back because it was all amazing. in a big mess. Brand so, issue. I remember those days well. So, um, uh, have you got anything else that you'd like to tell us about what's going on with our our modern library service? Um, well, actually, um, we might be getting a new mobile library. Um, we're just working on it at the moment to replace the uh, the oldest in our fleet. So um, watch watch this space. It will be new to us. It won't be brand new. Um, but um, I'm hoping that it will be going down to the South Hams area. Each mobile library has got a name. That mobile library is called Gertie, named by Heidi, who is the mobile library assistant there. And Gertie is very old and decrepit. Um, she's 14 now. So I'm, I'm hoping to, um, to bring a new mobile library into service. So we, we may need to do a little bit of crowdfunding or fundraising to just make the new vehicle, make Gertie, Gertie number two exactly how we, we need her um, and get her, um, get her a new livery. So everybody knows she's part of Libraries Unlimited mobile library service you heard it here first we can fundraise for Gertie that'd be that's a fantastic thing to do yeah <laughs> so listen um I know you read books I mean uh, we, we've been very busy during lockdown but uh, um what was uh, your favorite book of the last three months say 
Oh, well, I can tell you um, about a book. I'm, I've got a book here that I'm about to start, and I can tell you about the sort of different genres that, of books that I enjoy reading. Um, so I really like total escapist, humorous, light-hearted reads. That's, you know, that's just what I like. I think life's serious enough. I don't want to read about crime or, um, or thrillers, or I don't want anything that's going to put my blood pressure up further. Um, I've got my, I've got the mobile library assistants to do that for me. Um, so yeah, I like, I like books by people like Carol Matthews and Katie Ford. Um, they've got to be set either at the seaside or in the countryside. And, um, there's usually a little bit of romance and, uh, a bit of humor in them. Um, so that's, that's what I go for. <laughs> and also something that when I fall asleep at night, I wake up in the morning with my face in the, in the book, or I've lost my place, it doesn't take me that long to find out uh, where I was it's up lucky, to. It's lucky that we live in a day and age where the um, the print on the paper doesn't actually come off on your face, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, 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 well, with the mobile libraries then, um, Rachel, you're, I think you're doing a fantastic job and that the whole fleet is, is, is always in my heart. I just want it to carry on forever and I hope it does. One last thing about finding out about the mobile library then. So they can go to devonlibraries.org.uk and but yeah so it's just on the Devon Libraries website we've also got a Facebook page where we love to share photos of where we get to and uh, people that come on board Uh, we've always got a series we get quite a lot of um, quite a lot of dogs that come on board with their owners so we always like to take a photo of them you probably can't see but but this is Ollie who's um, who's a, a, a Labrador I think looking cute there um, so follow our Facebook page for that, and it's just facebook.com forward slash Devon Mobile Libraries. And we also do Twitter as well. So you, um, our Twitter handle is uh, at Devon Mobile Libs, L-I-B-S, because libraries was too many letters, <laughs> so we're Devon Mobile Libs. Any, any pictures of dogs and cats on mobile libraries, that's always going to be a winner, isn't it? Let's face it. And do you know what? I, I, when you mentioned Gertie yeah. being 14 and a bit decrepit, I was thinking maybe mobile libraries have the same years as dog years. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's our, that's our, yeah, that's our dream to sort of just keep going and re- replace our fleet and um, keep serving all our customers. And we're looking forward to seeing you all in a few weeks, if any of you are watching. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Rachel. Good to see you again. It's time for the Lightning Review. Today we have a very special guest. Uh, we have the fundraising assistant for Libraries Unlimited, a good friend of mine. We have Rosie Gitchum. Welcome to the podcast, Rosie. Hello, Callum. Good to be here. Good. Well, it's good to have you. It's it. We have had a wide variety of people do our podcasts. We've had library assistants. Um, We've had uh, managers, uh, we've had HR manager, we had Beth Reynolds on here, but now it's good to hear what's going on in terms of Libraries Unlimited fundraising. How has the last couple of months in lockdown been for you, Rosie? Um, It's been different, I think. So our libraries really embraced the 2.6 challenge um, that that happened in April. So we raised a thousand pounds in that way. Obviously um, our donation boxes can't be used at the moment because our buildings aren't open. Um, so it's been different and trying to boost our online donations and ways you can change how you shop and make a donation at the same time. So um, 
yeah, very different. Yeah, it's because it, working on the front line, sometimes people don't quite necessarily realise that we are a charity. Libraries Unlimited is a charity. They sort of still hold on to this idea that, that we are part of the council. Um, do you find that uh, your job as fundraising assistant is easy because we're a charity or like do you find that the fact that we used to be government kind of holds you back a bit do you find yourself kind of trying to correct people a lot um, yeah it's an interesting challenge Callum and that's kind of what drew me to the job so um, libraries um, not many of them are run as a charity uh, whether as a bigger charity like we are or just for an individual library so it's it is a challenge working with staff and public to help them understand what we can now do as a charity and, and our ability then to seek donations and additional funding that we wouldn't do within a council earlier on in this year i walked into uh, the tesco metro in the middle of town and the libraries limited was one of the kind of blue token boxes so we were all voting on uh, um on 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 whether or not Tesco was going to grant us some money. What was that about? Was that something to do with you? Uh, yeah, so uh, that was quite soon uh, after I joined Libraries Unlimited, working with our service development manager, um, looking at reading for children. Uh, and we wrote um, and filled in a grant application to Tesco and were lucky enough to be chosen as one of the three charities they wanted to support in their centenary year. And uh, we came third, so we uh, gained £10,000 that's going to revamp our children's scheme and work's going on to do that at the moment. So. Uh fingers crossed yeah fingers crossed well yeah when uh, when this kind of lockdown lifts and we go back to some sort of normality I'd, I'd love to see what what the plan is with that but enough shop let's let's you know let's get to why uh, we're here we're here to do a lightning book review um are you feeling nervous are you feeling good you've got a big smile on your face nobody can see it but obviously i can see it yeah uh yeah very nervous callum and um yeah fi yeah fingers crossed for me as well so um I'm ready for the challenge, I think. Okay, well, here we go. The book that I would like you to review today is Everybody Died, So I Got a Dog by Emily Dean. Phew, is all I've got to say. Um, so Everybody Died, So I Got a Dog uh, by Emily Dean. Um, I took this book out because I listened to the Frank Skinner podcast and Emily is one of the presenters on the podcast. Um, and the book's about growing up with the Deans. So um, her family are quite interesting. Her father was um, an editor and her mother was an actress. And um, growing up with the Deans, there were various dinner guests. So somebody in Doctor Who would be sleeping over one evening, but they didn't have a dog. And she sort of didn't grow up in a normal family. Uh, her sister, she was very close to. And the book's about Emily's relationship with her sister um, and as the title says, everybody did die, unfortunately. First her sister, who she was really close to, and then her mum and her dad, all within one year. Um, but eventually she does get a dog and uh, called Raymond, her little shih tzu, and it's about her relationship with the dog. So highly recommend book. Thanks, Callum. <laughs> and I think I'm done. Rosie, that was, that, was, that was one of the best reviews I've heard on this podcast. That was so that you could have written that down and you could you could be like you you could publish that i'm gonna i'm gonna i'll give you a transcript of what you said and you you write your blog or something because that was incredible well i'm really okay. impressed thanks Callum. <laughs> i don't know what to say normally sometimes there wasn't even an um or an r or you didn't hesitate you were just like this is what it is i'll start here and i'll go here it was almost like you prepped for it wow no, no. <laughs> she did not prep for it. This is a complete surprise, I promise everybody. So you definitely recommend it then? 
yeah really recommend it and um yeah if you listen to the podcast you'll know who she is uh, she was um an ed- editor for a fashion magazine as well and just sort of hearing her story and, and what happened to her um and her family yeah really recommend it rosie it's been great um thank you callum brilliant um well rosie good luck with the rest of the fundraising and uh, i'll see you when we get back into extra library thank you callum and you bye lee next week is our final episode the final episode of the libraries unlimited podcast it's been an emotional journey but we've got to say goodbye wait a minute at wait some a minute, point wait a, minute, wait a minute i just need to get my tissues that's better okay okay you carry on okay, okay. all right I'm don't okay worry now. lee i'm here for you i'm here for you <laughs> anyway next week it'll be lee and i debating talking arguing conflicting about the future of libraries what is the future of libraries is there a future for libraries i'm really looking forward to it it's going to be the last episode of the series yeah i am i'm 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 so gonna miss it that i think that occasionally we need to bring this back we've got we've got time that we can do this we, we could probably make it once every couple of months or like a i don't know there must be something we can do we can't just end it Absolutely. surely we can't just well we can't we can't just end it but no. we'll 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 have to see how it all pans out, Lee. We'll have to okay. see. All Listen, right. let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves with the goodbyes. We've still got <laughs> one more episode left. Um, I will see you next week. I hope you have a good one. Yeah. Take care, Callum. Bye. You've been listening to the Libraries Unlimited podcast. Thank you. If you would like any more information about our services or up-to-date news then please go over to the websites, that's devonlibraries.org.uk and torbaylibraries.org.uk. And we'll see you again next week. Bye. Keeping it mobile. That's the name of this episode. Keeping it mobile. Keeping it mobile. Keeping it mobile. Keeping it mobile.